0: Okay, here we are back again with our generated, looked over, but not yet edited, Coxiella-Bernetti database. Now the first thing I'm going to take a look at, as I said, is how we edit and what we can do with reactions. So with that in mind, we're going to want to take a look at what's actually inside a reaction frame. And remember, this is a frame-based database, so functionally the same thing as a page, but the frame is where the information is stored. So Let's go find ourselves a reaction. I'll go to Reaction. I'm going to search by EC number. And I'm going to go for 2724. And no, I don't have this memorized. It's in my notes. Okay, so this is the aspartate kinase reaction from lysine biosynthesis. Just the conversion of aspartate to aspartyl phosphate. So the very basics of editing start with right-clicking on an object to edit that object. Okay, so if we right click on the EC number here, which is the reaction name in this case, we get this menu asking us what we want to do here. Do we want to show the history? Do we want to show any notes, which there probably shouldn't be? Uh, do we want to edit? And yes, we want to edit. So I'll click on the edit and notice my many editing options. We have the reaction editor, which is where we're going to go. We also have the create slash add enzyme option and that's how we connect an enzyme to a reaction. And that will create this intermediate enzymatic reaction frame that's kind of invisible to us but is there regardless. But that's that's how to make the link and you can make the link from the enzyme side or from the reaction side. This is how you do it from the reaction side. You can detach enzymes so you can decide that you don't actually think the enzyme should be attached to that reaction anymore Maybe it was assigned an error, maybe you assigned it an error, or maybe you need to move the reaction around. You'll see a circumstance later under which we might need to do that when I'm looking at proteins. Finally there's the frame editor and the frame editor lets you look at the guts of the frame. It basically brings it up in almost a plain text format and you shouldn't need to monkey with the frame editor much if at all. Then there's the relationships and ontology editors. These are also these sort of under-the-hood kind of editors that you should be touching even less often than the frame editor. And below that, just some straightforward functions, making a frame, deleting a frame. You don't really need to create frames from this editor menu, either. Okay. So with that in mind, let's go click on Reaction Editor and this brings up the Reaction Editor interface. Okay, so let's look at the features of the Reaction Editor. Starting at the top here we have the conversion type. So this is a pull down menu that Is mostly self-evident. Is it a chemical reaction? Is it a binding reaction? That is, you know, protein A sticking to protein B. Is it a transport reaction? And notice I just described binding reactions that way, but this is not how you represent protein complexes, so don't worry about that right now. Uh, Transport reactions, then electron transport reactions, redox half reactions. Now you have complex processes and unknown conversions. These are both black box kind of terms. A complex process is basically a multi-step black box and an unknown conversion is a black box. So that's when you don't have a detailed analysis of what is actually going on. So we're gonna stick with chemical reactions for now. You have a box where you can put in an EC number and a check mark here if it's the official EC number. We have that here because you may use EC numbers for reactions that are not strictly the EC reaction. You know, for example, there may be some reaction that is predicated on a certain type of amine group, and you have another kind of amine group that can also operate in that kind of reaction, so you've represented it, but it's not the official EC reaction. And you may do what we do sometimes, and do partial EC numbers, where you yourself categorize it, oh, you know, I think this is 272-ish. So, you know, it's the right kind of high-level function, so 272 dash you know, we we can accept that too. You don't actually have to have a full EC number, you just have to have something that sort of follows the EC number format. And this will actually... assigning that number, even a partial C, is useful because it will put the reaction into the hierarchy in your database in the appropriate place. Below that we have the Quick Entry box, and this is where you can actually just type in the full reaction equation. And that's typically how we end up doing it. And I'll show you what that means a little later then you have the detailed listing here that shows each participant reactants on this side products on the other or you know vice versa since it might be reversible but one side of the reaction and the other side of the reaction split appropriately and the one highlighted in blue is the one selected for editing down below and so when you click on a specific reaction item that compound is then placed in the editing area down below and we'll just scroll down here and you'll see that i clicked on l-aspartate and it's in this editing area if i click on ATP it'll be ATP down here and this is where i get to change the compound choice perhaps i get to add in information like what compartment it's in this is important for transport reactions and might be important for other kinds of reactions too Uh, we think the space of Assigning locations to reactions and compounds is not very well explored right now, but we have a lot of capabilities there. And you can change the stoichiometry here. For example, I can change the amount of aspartate in the reaction from 1 to 3. Just click away. And now, when I click back up, you'll see it's changed up here. And I am now very wildly and suggesting that 3 aspartate can combine with 1 ATP to generate 1 L-aspartyl phosphate. Now that's unbalanced, and down below here, our balance checker is actually telling you how unbalanced it is. It's telling you what it's unbalanced by. Um, The one important note here is that hydrogens are not always properly balanced across reactions because there are issues with the protonation state of certain compounds. You kind of, as a database, need to punt on that kind of thing and just get everything else correct. Now, scrolling back down again, you'll notice there's a space for a summary, there's space for citations, there's a space for a marker if it's spontaneous, if no enzyme is required. Now, we don't typically, these days, use summary spaces on reactions, and it would be limited to if there were something really particularly interesting about the mechanism of that reaction in general. And this is a point where I'd like to remind you that the way we represent things, reactions are the platonic ideal form of the reaction. They're the reaction independent of the enzymes that may carry it out. And we do it this way because that way we can have each enzyme connected to each reaction by an intermediate enzymatic reaction frame which is invisible once you're using the database and that contains information like the KM and optimal temperature and basically how this enzyme does that reaction. And right now we're looking at curating and editing that reaction and so this is a matter of the chemical transformations that are taking place and you're not going to write a lot of comments in the summary about how say a kinase carries out this reaction that's not where you really want to store that information because later on you may find another enzyme that does the exact same reaction and it will be awfully confusing if you have information about one particular enzyme in the reaction listing. And now if we go and click OK it'll warn us again, hey you left that reaction unbalanced what are you doing? And we'll just hit OK here but now yeah we've left an unbalanced reaction. Now say you have made some changes and you really kind of regret those changes now. Well you always have the option up here of reverting them. And this is a good time to talk about saving unsaved things. So here we have the option to save the database, delete a database, isn't that a scary idea? Uh, create a new version and revert current database. So, we're going to choose to revert the current database, I'll left click on this, and the dialog window comes up saying, really, all that work you just did, it's going away? And you say, yes, and it rolls back your changes, and it's gonna look through the whole database really quickly to check what those were. And now here we are back again, we have our proper balance, it is indeed 1L aspartate. And no, I did not have to revert the whole database back to the last save point to get that. I could have just gone back into the editor, changed the number, made it correct, and it would have been good. But if you've screwed up in such a way that you're not even clear how to get back to the original state, and you don't want to save stuff, the revert feature, very handy. Now say, in addition to editing a reaction, we want to make a new reaction. and It's not common these days that we need to make new reactions and it's even less common that you'll need to make new reactions, because we usually have lots of things covered. But your organism may have a reasonably rare biology that we haven't touched on yet, MetaPsych, and you may need to make a new, you know, small molecule conversion. And, of course, you can do that. You can make new reactions. So imagine for a moment that the next step in lysine biosynthesis, the conversion of L-aspartyl-4-phosphate to L-aspartate-semialdehyde, did not exist. Just didn't exist, so we don't have that reaction. We need to make that. So we're going to go up to reaction, and we're going to click reaction, new, and we get the same reaction editor that you saw before, just with nothing loaded into it. now this is where we get to use this handy feature the quick entry of equation and that's where we're just gonna type in the reaction equation as we know it and you don't have to do it this way you could also go down here and search and add the individual components one at a time which may be more convenient in cases where it's possibly hard to type out the name okay but let's go with the typing because it's just such a handy thing to be able to do So there's our L aspartyl 4 phosphate plus our NADPH equals, and the equals is how you split the two sides of the reaction L aspartate semialdehyde. And here is where NADP goes, but I'm going to leave that out for the moment. I'm going to actually put this in incorrectly. So there should be an NADP plus on the end, our dehydrogenated NADPH. We'll let that go away. And I just click clear. And we have L-aspartyl 4-phosphate, L-aspartate semialdehyde, NADPH. Boom. It just arrayed it for us. It's very handy that way. And again, the warning: hey, your mass balance is off. You have screwed up. <laughs> and so this lets us know: hey, I forgot something. Alright, the NADP plus. So let's solve that. Let's click on Add New Substrate. Move down here. So now this empty box is what we're going to try to fill with the substrate addition point down here. So I do a substring search on NADP+. I can do an exact search too. Boom. And I come up with answers. So yep, that's NADP+. Scroll to the right and select it. Sounds good to me. And so in selecting NADP the Navigator window has moved to the compound I just selected. It's a little quick check to say you did mean this, right? And the editor is still open. There you go. There's the editor. We have our NADP Plus down here. It's been added up there. Now it's telling me that it's much happier with my mass balance so I'm happy with what I have in here I click OK and it says hey wait a minute this reaction already exists and this is the other handy thing this will keep you now well, doesn't keep you from doing the initial extra work but it'll keep you from making really unhelpful duplicate reactions this says this may well be a duplicate of a reaction that's already there and it gives you some options which include just getting rid of the thing you were just working on, keeping the reaction that you're editing as a duplicate, or importing the reaction from MetaPsych. Now, this is the clever part, because say you look through MetaPsych, and somehow you missed a reaction that was already in there, and you decided, oh, I've got to put this reaction in myself. You do that, you get here, and it says, hey, this reaction exists in MetaPsych. Would you like to import it? then you can say why yes yes I would and you get whatever curation we might have done with that reaction probably not a lot but it also means you can then look at MetaSec and say wow did I, did I miss a pathway there did I miss something important for now though we're just gonna choose delete and not have a duplicate reaction so that's the basics of editing and generating a reaction it's very straightforward uh, the one additional detail that we might want to talk about comes in making compounds and compounds can be automatically generated if you type them into a reaction and they don't exist yet this now we're on a compound frame here I can always make a new compound when I make a new compound there's not going to be a lot of information loaded in there's going to be almost nothing in fact so let me right click here open the editor open the compound editor so you have the option for a bunch of names. You can have a summary, we almost never do. And you know, uh, some ligand values, cast number. Very little going on there, right? Let's right-click again, edit compound structure editors. So we primarily use the Marvin compound structure editor. Our documentation tells you how to get this installed in your system locally. It doesn't come as part of the Pathway Tools distribution. But basically when you make a new compound it's going to be a two-step process and it's going to look like this. Compound new. Compound name our special compound also known as OSC and there's not a lot to put in here, and we go okay. And it tells you, oh we're gonna decapitalize that because that's standard. You say, yeah, that's fine by me. So what you see here is very little information available for the compound. So what you're gonna want to do is right click, edit, open up one of the compound structure editors, and then save that once you're done, back into the frame. And what will happen then is, let's back up to one of the real frames here, is you'll get a neat structure like this, you'll get the empirical formula based off of your structure, and you'll get a molecular weight calculated from your structure, and a SMILES code also taken from your structure. Handy. And then all of these other things that appear on a compound page, like which pathways it's involved in, that kind of thing, you don't have to input that manually, of course, that's just generated for the page based on the database looking at what pathways that compound is involved in. So now we have you set up to be able to edit and make reactions and to make and edit compounds as necessary. In the next step we're going to move on and look at proteins including how to link proteins to reactions and when you might need to move one of those links around. So I'll see you back in the next video portion.